Please be seated. Hear our holy gospel for today. Behold, some people brought to Jesus a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. This is the word of the Lord. For those who have fallen away from the church for a time, there are usually some common themes which bring folks back to church. And many of us can relate to that. It's usually because they need help. That's why they come back. There is something wrong in their lives. There could be trouble at home or trouble at work. Maybe there is sickness or some new struggle for which they are really suffering. Whatever it is, there is a sense that things in their life are broken and that things really need fixing. And there's hope, at least, and enough faith to know that God can at least do something about it, that he can help. That's often the reason for getting back to church. But then something strange happens. Because once they're there, there's no 10-step program at all. No promises to immediately fix much of anything in their lives. And rather than finding folks whose lives are all squared away, they may even find that the lives of others are more screwed up than their own. And so rather than hearing tips and tricks to fix everything up in their lives that's gone wrong, instead, maybe even much to their surprise, they find themselves totally inundated and totally surrounded by preaching and talk and prayer all about the forgiveness of sins. And then, more forgiveness of sins. Maybe it's not what they expected. I think initially that can be pretty confusing. Hey, look, I've got problems, big ones, and I need fixing. So what's up with all of the talk of forgiveness of sins all the time? Well, Jesus in our our gospel this morning, he teaches us again that there is no greater need than the forgiveness of sins. And he further helps us understand that no matter what, what we're up against in our lives, whether it's a struggling marriage or strife in the workplace, or yes, even terminal sickness or disease, there is nothing you will ever face that doesn't find its find its answer and solution in the forgiveness of sins. 
And I know that sounds like a pretty radical claim, and it is, but that's exactly what Christ is teaching us in our gospel this morning. And here's the scene. A paralyzed man is lying on a cot, and he's got some big-time problems. He can't use his limbs. He can't work. Can't provide for his own family. Probably can't even use the bathroom on his own. And he's probably pretty miserable. He's a broken man. But when this guy is brought to Jesus, Jesus does something pretty strange. Just imagine you are standing there witnessing this paralyzed man carried to Jesus, and you're ready for a miracle, ready to see a miraculous healing and see him leap off of his cot. But just notice that actually that's not what Jesus does. When Jesus saw their faith, he says to the paralytic in his bed, Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. That's what he says. Now you've really got to wonder what people thought of that. What did the paralyzed man think about that? Was there any letdown or confusion here? Um, Jesus, I don't think you understand the problem. This man is paralyzed. Look at him. He needs healing, not forgiveness. Well, this is what I'd really like you to consider. There's good reason why Jesus is interested in forgiveness first and foremost. When Jesus forgives before he heals, he is like a physician, the sort of doctor that you'd really want to have, who doesn't just treat the symptoms, but who is interested in going deeper, getting to the real root of the problem and the very source of the sickness. And that's always, always sin. You see, the Bible, God's Word, it teaches us that the whole creation is subjected to suffering and decay as a consequence for man's sin. And because of that first sin of our parents, and because of the sin passed down, and because of our sin too, our bodies, they break down and give way to death. Our flesh grows cancer cells. Our sight fails our joints swell, and all of it, every affliction and every illness and calamity arises as a result of living in a fallen world with fallen flesh. And so our number one problem is always sin. So step back and get a big picture perspective here. And you can do a little thought experiment here and think about it. Even if God instantly waved his hand and fixed every little problem that you think you have, family, work, income, your health, whatever it is, someday each and every one of us will have to someday stand before God's judgment seat and our whole life will be an open book. And think about it. Even if every little inconvenience was 
relieved or whisked away. If you were spared from every illness or discomfort or pain, we'd still have to one day stand before God and give an account. And if we did not avail ourselves of Christ's word of forgiveness in this life, it will not be available when this life is over and the door of God's grace will have ended. So you see, no matter what you think the big problem in your life is, nothing comes close to the problem that we all have with sin. And you have no greater need in this life than to hear and receive again and again the word of Christ's forgiveness. It is a word that covers the multitude of all of your sins. It's a word that washes you clean and makes a new creature out of you. Martin Luther, he writes that the church is a place of uninterrupted forgiveness of sins. So don't bank on leaving this life with sin on your back. Hand it all over to Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Pharisees this morning, they called it blasphemy when Jesus spoke those words of absolution to that paralyzed man. Only God can forgive sins, they would say. But that was precisely who Jesus was and who he is. God in the flesh. The holy and innocent Son of God who came just for that reason, to forgive sins, to defeat death, and to beat back the corruption of sin by dying for us on the cross and by rising from the dead to set us free, and to give us the best healing and the perfect health and restoration of both body and soul for all eternity. All those other problems in life that you've got, God, he's got answers for those too, in his own time. And you should know that all of that brokenness that you might endure... Whatever pain or discomfort you're suffering now, all of that too comes from God to teach you to trust in Him, to teach you to rely upon Him in every need. And God has ordered things in such a way that you would learn to draw more closely to Him in what we call our problems, our brokenness, in our afflictions. And it very well may be that so many of those problems that you face, maybe even the ones you're enduring right now, are part of God's plan to keep you a Christian, to keep you close to Him, rather than from falling away. Jesus healed the paralyzed man, too, of his paralysis. We shouldn't forget that. He had compassion. He did help him. Rise and pick up your bed and go home. And the man did just that. Wrapped up in God's forgiveness, you can face whatever comes your way with confidence. That the same Christ who said to the paralyzed man, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Is the same Lord who speaks to you those very same words, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
words just as valid and certain, even in heaven, as if Christ, our dear Lord, dealt with us himself. Jesus announced to the paralyzed man after he forgave him and healed him, saying, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. Those are beautiful words. Because someday he'll stand again upon the earth and he'll call you by name from your grave and he'll say, Child, rise, pick up your bed and come home. And you will. All the forgiven ones, God's saints, that's you, by the way, have a home, a wonderful home, and a life in Christ that never ends. So know that in the midst of so much in your life that's broken and needs fixing, Christ stands by your side all the way, and he is eager and ready to help. But most importantly, he is there to assure you that your greatest need has already been met, because where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation and also joy and happiness that knows no end. Next time you hear the words of forgiveness spoken to you by the pastor as from God himself, be awed. Stand in wonder at those amazing words and say like Jacob, surely this is the gate of heaven. God is here and I did not know it. Because at those words, the heavens are truly opened. Sinners are forgiven and there is perfect health and healing for all eternity. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.